Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lonely shadows following me Lonely ghosts come crawling Lonely voices talking to me And I'm gone, now I'm gone, now I'm gone And my mother, she keeps telling me Son just let you be But I sold my soul to the calling So my soul to the sweet melody And now I'm gone, now I'm gone, I'm gone Lord, give me that fire Yeah, give me that fire Lord, give me that fire And let it burn Burn, burn Here we go Alright, Porch Talk is here at 99.9 The Fox And we're hanging out with Big John tonight What's up guys, how you doing? We got Kane Hey y'all, how's it going tonight? And we got Brother Cap (laughs) Hoo-dee-hoo! All right, and so we're going to start with Big John here. We're going to get just a, you know him from radio, just to get a little bit of his backstory and how he even got into radio. So, man, you're originally from Reform. Yeah, yeah. Went to school at uh, Pickens Academy. You know, just kind of living the dream and came over here and worked worked at a bar for a while. Worked at the Princess for like seven years. Yeah, bouncing. Yeah, and I was hanging out there working the door one night, and this dude that worked at the radio station came by and asked me if I wanted to... You know, we were talking, and I, had, you know, we had the whole conversation yeah. and stuff, and asked me if I ever thought about being in the radio. They were hiring. I'm like, Shh, I've thought about it, so I came up and put in an application, man, and been rock and rolling ever since. What was that application like, man? It was just like I came in and filled it out, and I talked to uh, Stryker, and he's like, I just got one question. You're in. This is just going decide if you stay around or not he's like is it van halen or van hagar like fucking van halen dude always sam hagar's solo stuff is way better than whatever he did with van halen he's like all right you're in (laughs) no more questions yeah he's like all right and he didn't know that i'm not really a classic rock guy at the time i don't i don't really i don't do classic rock man i I listen to it because i have to yeah that's interesting yeah i don't i don't really i don't i don't like it I like the, like the Grateful Dead. I like Jam. You know, like like the Doobie Brothers. Love Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. My my rock comes in in like the nineties. That's that's the starting like. grunge. Yeah, grunge, dude. Grunge is my shit. Pearl Jam is one of my favorite bands ever. Really? Yep. So did you like Nirvana? I uh, know. Okay, because no, it's, it's, it's either split. or. Yeah, it's, it's either there's or. There's no both. It's, yeah. You like Pearl Jam or, or you like Nirvana? Yeah. And they don't intermingle. Oh yeah, dude! I got the uh, the Kurt Cobain journals. Got yeah. it from Cobb. I use yeah. it a lot for the show. And like as I'm reading through, Kurt Cobain was very, very vocal. Yeah. <laughs> very vocal on his thoughts on Pearl Jam. Yeah, no, they hated each other. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. They were I never understood ass. why. Do you know why? How it happened? They were they were doing the same thing at the same time and. Depending on which one you like more was who you decided which one was better. 
by if to me Nirvana is more of the whiny like emo side of grunge, <laughs> and Pearl Jam's more of the like grungy side of grunge. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They're like I think. Do you understand all the lyrics? Yeah. Uh, I. <laughs> I've listened to them, dude. Like one of I used I listened to Pearl Jam since cassettes, man. Like I had no code on cassette. I was in the fourth grade, so I've been reading the lyrics for a while. So I can yeah. I can kind of tell what they are. But if you have if you don't if you haven't listened to Pearl, especially the early stuff, it's gotten way better now. Oh it's yeah, not as drunk. Yeah. And um, oh, better got down. Better man. He when I saw him in Memphis, and I want somebody to put him in bubble wrap because he's always yeah, got he's left. the last one yeah, standing. He's, he's the last of the grunge dude. We got to keep that dude safe. Yeah, because he's the only one surviving. I mean, you know, there's some guys that are left over from other bands that were in the grunge era, but you don't. You got to have a front man. That's your front man. You're yeah. you're about to only have a super group left of grunge, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, and it's gonna be gone. Yeah. There's nobody like the closest thing you have to like new grunge is probably like glorious the glorious sons. That's who I was thinking. Mm-hmm. That's that's about the closest thing you have to like modern day grunge rock. Yeah, and they're all dude. I love those dudes. I don't know how long um, the rest of the album. Have you heard it? Oh yeah. I, I, is, dude, is, I, is it same? Oh yeah. Is it same as SOS? There's a there's another big. Big song they had before SOS called Everything's Alright. You should definitely check it out. Okay. It's awesome too. It's more of a, it's more kind of like coming from a depressed place than. Mm. Well, I mean, SOS is too. Yeah, well, but it's a little happier yeah. sounding. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of like a Outcast is a uh, Hey Ya. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did ha- that happy work? beat with uh, screwed up lyrics. <laughs> yeah, see, that's, that's the kind of music I like. I love Jack Johnson. Because uh, yeah. of that very same thing. Yeah. He's got the happiest shit ever playing. Yeah. He's talking about fucking killing. Real you. stuff. Yeah, like yeah. killing murder. He's like, I'm gonna stab you while you're sleeping. You know, not like yeah. that, but not that blatant, but it's similar. Have you seen him? Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah, Me too. Yeah, hell yeah. That just, it's a bunch of girls in the crowd. Yeah, man. That's what's good about Jack John. And John Ooh. Mayer, if you ever get a chance to go yeah. to a John Mayer show, hit that up. Uh, yeah. yeah, you don't go to a John Mayer show for the music. You go for the girls. I don't know. John Mayer can play the hell out of a guitar. Though. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say, say like, solos and stuff. Honey. Yeah, yeah. Realistically, man, he's like if he's gonna make a list, I would probably have him on a, at least a top twenty yeah. guitar players. I would, I would probably he, top ten. He's on my list of people that I want to see again. Yeah, for sure. I had tickets to see him two times now, and it got canceled. Do you remember when he was having the throat issue? Yeah, and he yeah. finally had the retreat off to well, the ranch. That's why his. That's why the sound changed. Yeah, his voice changed. Mm-hmm. And see, but if you listen to John Mayer, like each album is a little different. Every though. bit of it, kind of like when we were talking about Sturgill Simpson earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, his every album he's done has been kind of the same premise, but a different sound. Mm-hmm. He's saying when he was at Slice Fest. Not, yeah, it was this past year. He was at Slice Fest, and he's like, I'm working on a new album. I'm getting away from everything I've done. It's going to be completely different from anything I've ever done. I like he's that. Still man. working on it. I cannot wait until I like it comes that. out. Every, even, even on some of his albums, every song is different. Like, every song is a completely different style. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll go from hardcore bluegrass to like almost like rock. In a track change, yeah, and then he covers In Bloom. Yeah, dude, the In Bloom cover, yeah. you got to see that live. See him do it live. He does like a ten minute guitar solo, better than Nirvana ever thought about. It. <laughs> it's interesting hearing it from a Pearl Jam fan. <sighs> yeah, man, I, dude, I saw Pearl Jam in Memphis. The Fox actually sent me there, man, and one of the girls that used to work here or work when we were over there she moved up to Memphis and I'm like hey come see Pearl Jam with me yeah so me and her went and saw Pearl Jam in Memphis and probably one of my top three shows I've ever seen in my life yeah and they were 51 years old at that point like Eddie Vedder was 51 yeah. when I saw him still climbing up on the stage yeah. dude he still surfs he's he's an avid surfer he, I think he's a vegetarian which I mean yeah Say what you want. They're healthy. They live yeah. a long time. Yeah. Meat's killing us, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. 
Yeah, man. And I'm a meat eater too. I'll always be a nice inch and a half, two inch medium rare ribeye with a baked potato guy. I mean, that just I understand. Can't be but I mean, for me, I could never be a vegetarian and survive. Speaking of the vegetarian thing, going back to Eddie Vedder, man, he still looks like he's in his mid thirties. Yeah, he's and aging he's like well. Fifty-five. Yeah. Age still well. smokes cigarettes and drinks wine every day. <laughs> Do you need like the Nirvana Unplugged? Cause I love that. It's better than any other anything yeah. else they did. I, I wish that MTV still did that. Why not? I wish, they, I wish they still played music, dude. Yeah, yeah. And like that's something that I've been meaning to bring up on the show, and we haven't had time yet. And this is the perfect cast dude, to do it. Do y'all remember when MTV played music, dude? I, I remember. God, I remember watching. I'll never forget when I was a kid, Beavis and But it's like I love them. It rolled through it <laughs> rolled through my childhood every night it seemed like because Black Hole Sun had just came out. So my Beavis and oh Butthead would come on. Chris Cornell. And then then the uh then they would do like commercials and whatnot. And then Black Hole Sun, the video would come on. That shit used to trip me out right before I would go to sleep. It was so weird. Yeah. Like, I remember being a little kid, like, yeah, like, what? This is strange, but I love the song. This is a weird video, though. It's it amazes me that they still call themselves MTV because it's music yeah, television. It's, yeah. right? No, but there's it's not no part involved. of that shit. It should music. be like DTV, right. drama yeah. television, reality drama television. Yeah. yeah, RTV, RDTV, reality drama TV. Yeah, that's what MTV is. I, yeah. I, I've missed Fuse. Fuse played the yeah. yeah, they've done it too. And yeah. now they don't even play fucking music yeah. anymore, man. It's weird. Yeah. Do you have satellite when you was growing up? Uh, I did. I, had I didn't have MTV. I had to go like. To my stepbrother's grandma to watch Beavis and Butthead, and I, yeah, you oh, please be on. That was that's the thing. We would go. We would have to go somewhere if we to didn't have the, the yeah. channel or whatever yeah. we were looking for. Back in the day, we would have to go somewhere. That had <laughs> yeah, to, I just had basic cable. Find it on the internet. There was yeah. no. There, no, there was no internet. I remember dude. when there wasn't an internet. Yeah. I remember when we first got it when it was dial up and it was like I can only imagine how good reforms is oh god <laughs> dude I'm still kicking it in Kennedy you still got yeah. dial up dude <laughs> it's not just no it's, it might as well be dial up okay okay you remember was it Frontier there too I think yeah yeah it's yeah. a joke yeah it was all it went down 10 minutes last night <laughs> yeah my mom and them they're they, they're like connected to my Netflix and she's like Something's wrong with the Netflix. It won't load anything. I'm like, it's your internet. Run a run an internet test, mom. It's running one point. I'm like, nope. Reset it. Just turn it off. Give up. Reform, dude. I'm so like, I miss the calmness and the quiet of reform. But damn, I'm glad I can go somewhere and get a drink at midnight. Like. Not even a like a beer or something. I just want to be able to go and get a cup yeah. sometime yeah. at midnight. And there'd like, be a gas station at some point. Gas station, run out of cigarettes at eleven thirty. Reform, you driving to Northport <coughs> or Columbus? Uh, that was one of the biggest things I had to adjust here when I moved here from Louisiana because everything over there was twenty four hours. I mean, you had twenty four hour gas stations, fast food. You could go get a mixed drink through a drive through at four in the morning after the bar closed if you wanted. Sweet. I mean, Louisiana is a completely different world. You go to a gas station, you get your gas, cigarettes, liquor, everything you need in one spot. Well, at 9 o'clock at Kennedy, I'm like the last person alive, it feels like. I'll stay over in Reform with my mom and them sometimes. Yeah. And it'll they'll be like in bed. It'll be 10. I'm like... My night's just getting started. I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> last time I stayed over there, I even called some of my old friends I used to hang out with over there. You know, just trying... Married with children? Get, married with children. But yeah, going back to the MTV thing. Festival season's coming up, right? Right. We were, you know, we were talking about this earlier. The festival season's coming up, and I just, I, there's no lineups that are just like, dude, you gotta come. This is your festival. This come is a banger. It's not that way anymore. There is, there's only one festival that I've seen that has like completely catered to 100% me, but it's in Montana. See, that's, I found one in North Carolina that I wanted to go to real bad, but I had conflicting schedules. Yeah. And because I'm like a uh, avid Band of Horses fan, and a I love um, 
Nathaniel Rateliff and the Nuts. Oh, yes. Yeah. Dude. And they're, twice, the, they're, the, they're the two headliners. And I was like, dude. Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> Are they good? Is that coming? Is that a traveling festival? No. Damn, Montana? Dude, That's I what travel, I'm saying. I travel all the way out to California to see the first time their remaining members of Sublime got with the, the new lead singer. Yeah, Rome. I drove all the way out to Caledonia, uh, California, not Caledonia, California to. Uh, I'm glad Cypher, you do what I do. Cypress Hill Smoked Out Music Fest. Yeah. It was a medical marijuana expo. This was when. <laughs> this is in 08. It was just. This, this is just, just started, yeah. and it was wild, just a thing. Wild West out there. Cypress Hill does the whole Green album the first night. Yeah, man, none of the festival lineups that are coming up, there's plenty coming. None of them are what yeah. I want. Yeah. And I was talking to somebody about it, a friend of mine. I'm like, man, maybe it's not that the festivals are bad. It's just we're getting old. Getting old. Like we were talking about with the MTV. We remember music. If you remember yeah. music, you don't remember a good festival. I mean, if you remember music on MTV, you remember good festivals. If you don't remember music, you've never been to a good festival. Cause it's it's a whole shift. Mm-hmm. It's like whenever they stop doing albums and Napster and all that stuff. Yeah, Napster out, really. Yeah. Oh, it killed it. it. Killed everything. It was ripping artists off. It was ripping artists. Everybody off. was getting ripped off. Nobody was making money. Every, Napster was lying in its pockets. But oh, that was yeah, it. Yeah, that, they were the only people making money. And then the music industry is like, no, nah, you know what, Lars. Yeah, Lars. <laughs> love them or hate them. Say. I'm not a fan of Lars. I wish they would get another drummer. I think Metallica would be better if they had another drummer. Just because I don't like his attitude. Yeah. Fantastic drummer. I just don't like him. I don't know why. Love James Hetfield. Yeah, me too. They have a beer coming out, actually. For real? Yeah. yeah they do. He's uh, a big hunter. I know that. Dark, what is it called? Dark Night something? Dark Night Ale? It's a Pilsner. No, it's Dark Night Pilsner. James Hetfield doesn't even drink anymore. Sobered up 14 years ago. It blew, I didn't know. Stryker was telling me it blew my mind. I'm like, damn. He was drinking when I saw him in 04. He's like, you probably saw one of the last drinking shows he ever did. I'm like, yeah, he was hammered. That might explain why I haven't liked what they've done in a while. I don't like any of the new stuff, man. I mean, we play it I think all. I think they're like two or three albums deep now. And I'm, I ain't you don't like Death Magnetic? Uh, that one's, that, one that one's okay. Yeah, that one's okay. I like All Nightmare Long off that one. And uh, what was it? Uh, the Unforgiven Threes on that one, I think. Yeah. That's a good one, too. I like it. I don't really hear that one. Well, I saw them in concert at Bonnaroo in 08. They played how was, Black how, Apple until before. It how, wasn't nothing it was, past. Okay. And it was amazing. Was yeah. say, <laughs> how, how did Metallica fit at Bonnaroo? Perfect. Yeah, because they, they played the, You know, they put out the newspaper the next day, the little yeah. Bonnaroo paper. It was like, Metallica kills it. <laughs> you never would have thought that. Like, if the Bonnaroo I went to, you would never think you would have saw a Metallica headliner. Or even yeah. a school headliner. The Bonnaroo I went to, widespread panic, and Dave Matthews yeah. were headliners. Yeah, that was like, the one time I went to Bonnaroo, it was more like you were talking about. It was a big hippie festival. Like, I couldn't imagine Metallica even being there. Yeah. Like, but I, that was... What I think 2005 or something yeah. when I went, it was years ago. EDM is taking over, man. It really I, is. You got like Odessa and Marshmallow. I like it. I mean, I oh, Beats, it's not it's not a bad thing. I saw Beats Antique at a Hangout Fest a couple of years ago. Dude, they blew, they play instruments. They're no, it's instruments making their rhythm and yeah. whatever you yeah. call it. Sound I've effects. actually heard a lot of Beats Antique. It's actually really good. It's fun to listen to. It's something different, but it's actually really interesting. Yeah, dude. Yeah. If you haven't ever listened to them, check them out. For sure. We had um, one of the bands I had for a little while, man. We did one show where we had the bass guitar and the drums was hooked up to a MacBook computer. Oh, nice. And it was like... You know, it would be yeah. like the EDM type thing. Like, yeah. it would make the drums sound just like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the way they do it. They yeah. they play the the notes and then run it through a computer yeah. and make the yeah sounds. And the hype you can get off that there is hey, ridiculous. Dude, I, I'm act, I like it. Yeah. You know, if it's got a good yeah, 
Yeah, I like how like Odessa, man. They've been they've been collaborating a lot with some of my favorite singer songwriting, like uh, "Across the Room" with Leon Bridges. Oh yeah, that's a great song. Oh yeah, it's I, a great I, yeah, song. Definitely. Ode- I saw Odessa. I think Odessa was a hangout. They were the year I went. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've been uh, there. Greta yeah. Van Fleet was there last year. You know, I, I talked to somebody that you might you're not a fan of Greta. No, I love them. I think yeah. they're the greatest thing that's happened to rock music thank in you. four years. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So Dude, yeah, people trying to compare them to Zeppelin. Cool. Rip off. Awesome. I hate that people say a rip off. Like, no, what do you no. want him to sound like? That's his voice. That's the way he sounds. Yeah. And Zeppelin was awesome. So yeah. whatever. We need something like yeah. that. How long's it been? Yeah, it's been like what. Since mid 70s, 70s, 80s, yeah. since they put out, you <laughs> yeah, know, what yeah. I like, yeah, anything good. I want them to keep going. I'm, I'm anxious because they're working on a new album right now, yeah, 2019. Yeah. They got a release, they're working on a new album. I, they're saying it's going to be different. And you know, the new single that we're playing right now on the Fox, I can't even remember the name of it. Something you're like, the one, you're the one, that's it. You're the one. It's completely different from any sound that they put out. So I'm, I do. I'm you know what was crazy it. about the anthem song, and that wasn't the one that won the Grammy. They no. won the Grammy with the from the fires, which you know it had yeah. highway tunes, yeah, forest song, their first ET EP. Yeah, the EP. Man, that was like straight bangers. Mm. You can listen to the thing all the way through. Yeah, and then anthem of the peaceful army. You have um, my favorite song was track one. It's like the Age of Man or yeah, what? Age of Man. That's a good one. And uh, when the curtain falls, I like that. Yeah, one. we played yeah. that. Yeah, one. y'all played that hit. Then y'all switched off to You're the One. Yeah, but you're right. And then you have Track Ten, which is Anthem. It went more than acoustic. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that they can diversify. Yeah, just do. You it. know, they can do hard rock, and they can they can lighten it up. Yeah, dude. I, I they're they're like in the new rock spectrum. They're probably one of my favorite bands. I think they're broad too, man. Yeah. You know, in all them cats, you can sit down with them live in the studio. Like if it, you know they were invited right here to play, yeah. Three of them would have a guitar, yeah. But all four of them can play guitar. Yeah. You know, it, the drummer he can get down. Oh yeah. They're, I mean, they're, they're all, all talented personal. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I think. I think that's what makes them so good is they can all do it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm 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 a hundred percent a fan of Greta Van Fleet. I'm glad that they. Came out when they did. Yeah, because like they're looking at everything. Oh man, yeah, me, me and Striker will will be like bitching about new rock all the time because dude, it's so it's hit or miss with the new stuff. And they're every I haven't heard a song from them that I did not like. So it's something I'm going to talk about with Monk in the future is like with new rock. Yeah, and this is perfect for this. It seems like a lot of the bands since we're kind of in that EDM uh-huh, that right. we're already they want to fall more toward alternative pop rock mm-hmm. we don't have a whole lot of people who want to do real rock yeah there's not a lot I of think people rock. are kind of scared of it right now because it's not hot but you well, have Greta Van Fleet come out and they're like boom boom exploded. here we are yeah bam and as soon as they as soon as Highway Tune came out and we played it for the first like the next day people were calling and wanting to hear it again I'm telling you man I do. They came out at the. And when right I heard Safari time. song, y'all played Safari song when, like a couple times yeah. after y'all played Highway Tune. Yeah. And I was like, is that a Zeppelin? Like, that's their most Zeppelin tune to yeah, me. Yeah, that's the most Zeppelin tune for sure. It's Safari song. That's the one that starts off screaming. Yeah. No, that's Highway Tune. Yeah, that's Highway Tune. Dude. I think that's the first one I heard off Pandora yeah, on yeah, my front yeah. porch. I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, like when Striker showed it to me, I'm like, let's get it. I want it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, we're getting it. I'm like, cool. And then we've gotten every song that they've released since then. Because, yeah. you know, they only release a certain amount to be played on radio yeah. from from the album. The hits or singles. Yeah, there's what, what the, is speculated to be the hits. Yeah. But then, you know, you if you do like what music's designed to do, you hear those hits that are played, and then you go and look at the album. Yeah. That's when you find the real band. Yeah, like, yeah. That's I always try and do that. Like I'll find a single from a band that I like, and then I'm like, all right, that's cool. What else you got? What What else is going on? Because mm-hmm. I mean, anybody can be. A, there's so many one hit wonders around now, dude. So many. Do you remember Middle Class Rut? Yes, God, Middle Class Rut. There were so many one hit wonders in that time. I remember Middle Class. New I showed them to you. I got that was you and Dawkins showed me that. <laughs> Eric Dawkins showed me that, man. Nice. He's like, you need to learn how to cover it. And he said, no. put it up on YouTube. Dude, that was the hottest YouTube video I've done in like 
like a month they had a thousand hits because you know it was a big hit single and it was like nobody was covering yeah, nobody, it and so uh, everybody yeah. was learning how to cover it right there and uh i was like he was right <laughs> it, was, it was a good thing but they had that new low and i was like what else y'all gonna do because yeah. it was a two-piece band i was like are we gonna have like another black key kind of thing yeah, or yeah. what's gonna happen i like i like what the black keys did like the lead singer dan arbot split off yeah the arcs do you, do you the know? arcs mm-hmm. put a flower in your pocket yes sir dude i love it dude i wish you could play that I, i'm trying just to work a little while i'm telling you i've got some rock that i have been wanting to heard on radio i was like oh you want me to email you some rock yes please <laughs> please always i need it dude we need can't bitch about it too much because yeah, yeah yeah you know we do what we can with what we're given yeah i'll say it like that we do what we can with what we're given and try and make it as cool as possible like our our age demographic is mid-20s to mm-hmm. mid-50s mm-hmm. yes mid 50s there's so many of them and they're yeah. killing us with zeppelin and or not zeppelin i love skinner skinner like like we're looking at a Skinner director yeah. sitting here on the uh, yeah we got vinyl right here on on the conference room table right now and just Skinner's awesome they have their place but man let them stay in their place let them stay in their place stay in your lane yes. Skinner yeah really <laughs> stay in your lane I like it I hate I hate to say that you know I think they're all gone now. Yeah. they've all left us except, well some of the bands ants are still kicking but none of the ones that were in Skinner are right yeah and um they just they they did they were big dude they were huge in yeah. the 70s huge killing it unbelievable killing the game. Yeah. and then the plane crash and now looking at it what are we 30 40 years from since then mm-hmm. yeah and we're still playing that same shit, man. You know. I mean, and you're exactly right. I remember riding around in the truck with my family when I was five years old, listening to the same music that's being. Which played. I mean, classic rock is yeah. always going to be classic rock. That's, yes. Yeah. I mean. But the thing about Leonard Skinner and the thing about classic rock, and I think there's these opportunities that we have to expand on it and play not the hits. Is yeah. Play something I haven't heard, man. Yeah. Hey. I, Sweet Home Alabama. Love it. I'd love be okay if I didn't hear it for hear five it. years. I don't ever want to hear it. Five, five, years. five years. Yeah, I'll give it five. I can, I can go with that for five years, yeah. You know? At least. Play some other Skinner song. Dude, wait. Tuesday's so... gone. Give me that. I ain't heard it in a it while. It gets played quite a bit. We get, Does it? Yeah. We get Freebird and Tuesday's Gone more than you would ever dream, dude, as requests. Like, it gets played a lot. I ain't heard it in a while. During that hour request, oh man, it comes up a lot. And every time it, every time it comes up in my shift, I always make a joke about it. I'm like, you always want to hear it, so here it is, <laughs> and let the intro start, intro start rolling. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, here you go, free bird. Because <laughs> I did a big joke about it one night. I was talking about concerts because I just got back from one the night before, and I'm yeah. like. I was at such and such and such and such at Iron City because it was one of our shows. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, we they they the opening band actually called for request, and you would be surprised about how many people were like, "Play the Freebird, man, Play the <laughs> And it's everywhere, dude. I've heard, which there's been some great covers of Freebird, but Deftones killed love. Yeah. Have you ever heard the Deftones cover Freebird? Yes, I, I have. have. I mean, everybody's heard it, I'm sure. If you, you have it, you need to hear it. Yeah, you need to hear that We're one. talking about that. They had an album that was just covers. Just covers. Yeah. And like I rare think I songs. still got that. B-sides and rarities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It had The Chauffeur. Uh, what was it? Another real super rare song that they only really play live. God, I wish I could remember the name of it, man, because... They played that show that I drove out to California for. Oh, crap. It was Sublime of the Rome, the first time they ever played a show together. Deftones, Slipknot. uh, There was a couple other, Cottonmouth King, Slightly Stupid, and then, you know, Cypress Hill. Yeah. Of course, because it was their festival. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like the Deftones? Dude. 
Deftones so good live. I'm, it was, I'm a huge Deftones fan. Me too. Me too. I've seen them, seen them once, and I'll. I, that was the only time, and it was the best place to see them. We were in California. I've seen them once. I wish they. I wish they would come down here. But the closest they ever really come to here is Memphis. Mm-hmm. That's where I saw them. Yeah, that's that's about the closest. Like yeah, maybe I seen them somewhere outside of Atlanta like twelve years ago. Yeah, yeah. Taste of Chaos tour or something. I saw, I saw a Taste of Chaos tour, but it was in '08. I don't. They weren't on that one. It was uh, the one I saw was Sevenfold and yeah, Bullet for My Valentine and all that stuff. Love those guys. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. And it was one of them shows, man, because it was this past time. It was Queens of the Stone Age, but when when I first saw Deftones, and um, I ain't ever met a stranger. Yeah. And so when we're standing out there in the crowd waiting for the band to come out, like everybody around me at this point knows who I am. I've oh already, yeah, you've already. Yeah, yeah I've already, already introduced myself and shook the hands and kissed yeah, the babies around. Yeah. 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 Made a dumb joke, probably. Yeah. yeah. Upset somebody. I mean, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the way I am, dude. I would, yeah. Yeah, I do that. One guy, we were sitting there talking, he's like, you ever seen Deftones? I was like, no. He's like, you familiar with their music? Yeah, I'm yeah. fairly familiar with Deftones. Oh, enjoy, brother. You yeah. are in for a ride. It is wild. And man. he was right. It was great. They're, they're in there with Pearl Jam in top three. Wow. Yeah. That was one of the best. So who's I've number two? I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. Okay, we got one and three. We'll peg two down as we go. Yeah, we we got to get back to two. We'll we'll circle back around yeah, for circle two. Circle back. Let me think about it because it's kind of a toss up, man. Like, because I got to see Sevenfold with the Rev drumming, mm-hmm. and then probably the first time I saw Widespread Panic. It was one of the best experiences I ever had. Wow. Yeah. Well, it wasn't so much was the it music; Byron? it was the atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't so much. It wasn't so much yeah. them. Yeah, it's you know, always it's, the atmosphere. It's right? always widespread panic. Every yeah. time you see widespread panic, they're widespread, widespread panic. Yeah, you went from Deftones to widespread <laughs> panic. Yeah, it's like it's, totally different that's, that's how I do. That's, <laughs> that's how I do it on my show, though. Yeah, I like have some crazy stuff, and then I'd go like Great for Dead, just to like nice, <laughs> just to make sure you're awake. Yeah, that's why I do it. Like, <laughs> what? What are you doing right now? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> I get in trouble for it because strikers like you need smooth transitions. I'm like, no, man. Let's get their attention. I want to completely like punch the brakes. Yeah. I feel you, man. Yeah. All right, let's take a break off music, man. Yeah, We got Kane here. We got our expert in the house. Yeah, disc golf expert. (laughs) All right, so. Wake up. Is it your alarm? I have one of those, too. Yes. Please wake up. (laughs) Come back. All right, so we we were talking, getting ready for the podcast, and you're in the disc golf as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I love it. I suck, but I love it. And it just so happens that we have Kane here, who is he doesn't suck. No, absolutely does not. Suck. <laughs> he is he is who I strive to beat. He's like my goal is to beat him one day. <laughs> we were last time we played together, we were tied through like the front ten. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, we were tied, and I'm like. Today's gonna be my day. He Today's was playing like shit. He was playing terrible. Like, Today is Today. my day. Yeah. And now uh, he came back at the end, and I petered off. Yeah, uh, I've been playing a little bit longer than you, though, so yeah. I don't think it'd be honestly fair to say you suck. You just aren't quite as experienced. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not as well. Practice a little bit more. If you no. beat him, never play him again. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Yeah, just let that be it. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do it more than once. I mean, it's got to be. Cause I like consistency. Cause it's got to happen more than twice, or it doesn't happen at all. Yeah. Well, there for a little while, that was Cole's goal too. And yeah, that one broke my hand, and he uh, kept practicing while my hand was in a cast, and uh, came back, and he is much better than I am now. He he had messed up on his drive and was doing a second shot and yeah. smacked the tree and crushed his hand. Yeah, it was right here, on the, right above my wrist. Is on you my, got hurt playing disc golf? I did. Uh, it actually broke right here, on my, uh, right there above my wrist. I see a I, scar. Yep, it's a little scar there, and I have a little calcium deposit and all that, but I was in a cast for almost two months after that. Warrior. 
We, I we, mean, I, you, you wouldn't think that disc golf, of all things, you would hurt yourself, but apparently. Leisure sport. It's always, yeah, yeah it's always the things you love. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> the things that you love that hurt you the most. Disc golf is a leisure game. Yeah. Dude, no. We was we were serious about it, y'all. You and Cole especially got real serious about it for a while. Yeah, I mean, uh, anytime we weren't working, we were playing maybe four to five rounds a day. So I right. mean, there, there's no telling how many we actually played over the that couple of years when we were playing as much as we did. Yeah. Uh, we went all over the southeast for tournaments and to just try out new courses. I mean, anytime we had time off, we were doing something that involved disc golf. How did all that start? Uh, honestly, I mean, I had played more than any of us before, honestly, because I had worked I'd never with played before I lived with him. Well, I worked with a guy, and uh, he was actually my manager at the time, and he was from Birmingham, and they actually have about 20 courses in the Birmingham area. Yeah. And uh, he had been playing for about 10 years at this point, and one day he asked me if I'd ever played, and I said, no, I've never even heard of it. And he just took me out there, and I threw a few times and was – awful like I'm, I'm talking like 24 25 above par but <clears throat> I stuck with it and over time I got a little bit better just kept playing and kept playing because I enjoyed it I, yeah. I like being outside it was something different something that I hadn't done before so I just uh, just kept playing and if, I guess here I am about nine years later I'll shoot 12 under par sometimes I mean and won a few tournaments. I mean, I'm not by no means a pro. How did you even get into the tournaments? Like, who was putting on the tournaments? How does oh, that work? Dude, there'll be some this summer, a bunch this summer. Like, little just the disc golf league puts them on. Yeah, Columbus uh, disc golf league. Yeah, we have. I didn't even know we, we had a league, league here, here, man. We have I'll, a league uh, I'll send you an invite to the Facebook page after that we're doing all this. All right. Yeah, we have a league here in Columbus. It's Columbus Disc Golf League. They meet data on uh, Sundays at two thirty and play. They'll kind of swap back and forth between Lake Lounge or Probst Park, depending on the week, and they'll play. And they use the funds they raise on their weekly meetings to put on the tournaments and events like that. I got you. Can I, like, when I join the league, like, we do nicknames? Or we got to use real names? No, no, no. It's like... Because, like, I got, like, the killer name. I, I'm, I'm, on, <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm on the Columbus Disc Golf League Facebook page, but I'm not... I'm not I don't... I'm not competitive enough to play with the league stuff. I'm too, like, if... Like, if I was... Yeah. Hypothetical on the clavicle. Yeah. Like, could I go by stage name? Oh, I'm sure you can go by whatever you want <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever you write great. down is your choice. Tight. I mean. Ghostface Killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> That'll be perfect. Um, man. See, it is Ghostface Killer's turn to shoot. Ghostface Killer coming up to the keeper. We need complete silence for Ghostface Killer. I'm just going to be Scream Mask. (laughs) Scream Mask? And wear a Scream Mask. That would be, dude, if you could play disc golf and Scream Mask, I would give you props for that. Man, I can't even wear a hat. It throws everything (laughs) off, I swear. I have to wear it backwards. Yeah, it's like when I play basketball. I I take, usually, unless it's real bright outside, I'll take my glasses off, my hat off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm worried about it. Yeah. Like, like I if I do wear glasses, they have to be like tight fitting to my head where they don't yeah. fall off my throat. Right. And, and like anything in your pockets, yeah, you oh. in your pockets because like your keys being in there or something will mess you up. I, I mean, didn't stretch one time when I played. I didn't stretch. I left my wallet and my keys in my pocket. Threw my game off, like completely off. Everything felt weird. I don't know. I can't explain it. Like, and then I, I told him after we got done. I'm like, I'm never playing. Again and not stretching, never. It's like that line off Zombie Land. Yeah, remember that? (laughs) He's going down for the Twinkies. He looks up. He's like, "What are you doing? Stretching?" Stretching. Said, "Uh, I don't don't believe in it." He said, "You ever see a line stretch before it takes down a gazelle?" No, I'm stretching. You watched it last night. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Because I have internet right now, so I don't have any. I don't have any like <laughs> of my streaming services, so I watched Zombie Land last night. It was fan. Amy Smart is not Amy Smart. What's her name? The hot redhead. Oh, Emma yeah, Stone. Emma Stone. Stone. Mm-hmm. She's so hot, dude. Yeah. That was my reasoning for uh, 
for uh, working or for watching it last night. I'm like, ah, eh, she's pretty hot. Yeah, I'll watch that one. They're actually coming out with a Zombie Land too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that. I didn't know if it was gonna be like a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. They're working. And on it. they're saying Bill Murray's coming back. Woody Harrell's everybody. They're saying the whole cast. What are they gonna do back. with Bill Murray? He's gonna. I think he's gonna come back as an actual zombie. Cameo. Yeah. 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 They killed him in that one. Yeah. 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 He's done for in that one. Do you remember or, on Facebook that he did? That ten year challenge thing. Oh yeah. That was the poster for it. Yeah. For yeah. the new one. It's like compared to the old ones. Yeah. You know, like the little girl's grown now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love that man. It's one it's probably a, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. It's fun, man. Dirty Heads. Second best show. Came to me just like that. Dirty Heads crazy. That's the way that, that shit happens. There we go. I knew Bam. if we changed the subject. Second favorite show ever was the Dirty Heads in Charleston, South Carolina. Dude. Awesome. Wow. Bam. See, that's dude, that's how my brain works. So how'd you get to Char- up to Charleston for this? How'd you hear about it? We uh just following them on the Facebooks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. When I worked at the Princess, we were all friends. And we would get off work on Saturday night, and there would be like a concert. Within Our, our, our limit was eight hours. If there was a concert within eight hours, we would leave when we got off work and go to it. Wow. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad I, glad that came back. I knew it was them. I just couldn't yeah, spit yeah. it out. Yeah. Just popped up. I've so, had a few shows I caught like that. Um, I like Portrait with a Man pretty good. Dude, I saw them at Sloss Fest. They're awesome. Okay, so it, I caught them a little bit after Sloss Fest okay. and, and Birmingham and Avondale Brewing. Yeah, they were coming. It was like the next it was a two weeks or something. Yeah. It was like two weeks after Sloss Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I heard the weather was horrible for Slawfest. Oh God, dude! It was like a monsoon. The last year, a lot year, of the bands didn't even get to play. They yeah, say the last year it came. Let me see. When was it? They had four. The first one, the first Slawfest, was awesome. Mm-hmm. One of one of the best festivals I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Second one, lineup sucks. I didn't even go to it. Third one. A little better. A little better, but it rained. Yeah. The entire Saturday, like the big band day, came a monsoon. They didn't shut it down though, like they did this year. Mm-hmm. This past year, they shut like it came the same rain as it did the year before, and this year they shut it down. And a week later, like unfortunately, due to circumstances out of our control, we're done with Sloss Fest. And I'm like, well, that was the best festival Birmingham ever had. Because remember, mm-hmm. back in the day, it was city stages. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. Yeah. No, everything's coming back. I bet it'll come back around and be city stages again. <laughs> I bet. I'd, I'd almost be willing to put money on it. Hmm. All right. So, just to satisfy all the people that I had played disc golf with, and like I was telling y'all earlier, I gave them some horrible information since we have our expert here with us. <laughs> What do the numbers mean on the disc to settle it once and for all? All right. Uh, from no, left to right. From left to right, your first number is always going to be the speed of the disc. That's how fast your arm speed needs to be when you're pulling the disc through. Uh, the second number is always going to be the glide of the disc. It's like how far the disc is going to want to glide on its own without you having to put too much effort into it. Then you're going to have the turn, which is how much the disc is, is going to want to go left, and then the fade is how much it's going to want to fall back to the right at the end of the flight of the disc. So that's, that is what the numbers stand for on your discs. And so like I told y'all, man, I He's was always... He's been trying to teach me this forever. It still yeah. blows my mind. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Because every time we go out and play, like, you, you go out and play with somebody and you'll get to talking about the different discs, you'll see the numbers, and it's always the same conversation. It's like... I think this means that, but I'm not real sure. <laughs> it's like, have you got any? Because like most of the numbers would be near the same, you know. It's like, yeah. can we get anything? Out Let's go to the store and like buy something different. Yeah. Might this might be why we suck. <laughs> Dude, finding your right disc is almost important as your technique. Because I, my technique sucks. I, am, I don't have bad form. I don't do a run up. Yeah. I just come up and whip the disc. I do. Um, I do disc golf like I do any sport or like this podcast is like uh, in skateboarding they call it goofy yeah I, I do you. it unorthodox and wrong handed 
Okay, I got you. You know it. That's yeah. That's pretty basically me. <laughs> I just had them teaching me along the way, so it was okay. Yeah. I didn't suck completely. Like, I I almost want to get into a tournament to see if I'm as bad just, as yeah. I think I am. Yeah. What did you get to get out there and ball? Dude, if I was to get in, like get into a tournament and actually do well. I tell them every time I play, I'm like, if I get an ace, I'm gonna strip down naked and run and get my disc. <laughs> that's that's my celebration here. That's, I mean, I've seen you get close a few times. Dude. I was getting ready to turn away. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to uh, see yeah. that or not. Yeah, yeah. It's how bad you want it. Yeah, yeah, right. I, yeah. I didn't hear the chains. <laughs> yeah, man. I I think I think I'm bad, but I don't ever really play with anybody except people that are better than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's so, the only way to get better. I think it just makes me feel bad when I'm playing with them and they're like neg four and I'm like plus eight. Yeah, we'll be good to go, dude. I'll make you feel good. You'll feel a lot better <laughs> if you play with me. Hell yeah. Well, we got to do it. We got to <laughs> set it up, dude. Got yeah. to. Yeah, I'm well. free every afternoon, so whatever. When it gets a little bit warmer, like yeah, we okay, said, I'm, I'm fair, a very I'm fair weather. I'm fair weather yeah, as well. Fair weather, man. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, once it's summertime, anytime yeah, I'll yeah. have free time, yeah. I'll be ready to play. Especially I mean, if it's pro parts. I wrote work right down the road from there. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I like that. I like pro because it's flat and more open. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not real good with trees. We don't get along real well. Sometimes we get along <laughs> I'm greatly. A, I'm a tree chopper. Okay. Yeah. I, I almost plan like my ricochets. Okay. That's yes. kind of where I am. If you, yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's, that's the way I play too, man. You play like pool, yeah, yeah, Dude. yeah. And then like we were talking, you have your tomahawkers. I'm not one. No, me neither. Not Can't either. do that. I have I have seen many Connected people once. that were good with it. Yeah, and yeah, I'm not talking you... about doing it just situationally. I'm talking about a full timer. Oh no, I'm talking no. about off the concrete just. No, like a, no, that's, that's weird, man. I don't like it. Well, you, you have your tomahawkers and your thumbers. The thumbers are essentially a yeah. tomahawk that goes the opposite direction. They'll hold it with how just their thumb and fling it up like that. And how the tomahawk flies out and goes one way, Yeah. the thumber, for some reason, spins out another way and goes the opposite direction. We're breaking down science right now. I don't. I don't. I, he's blowing my mind. I don't even understand. Yeah, how I've he, played with people in tournaments that only used either a, thum, a thumber or a tomahawk, depending on which way the hole was curved. Like you'll have your golf holes that you'll need to kind of plan a hook or a slice. That's how they would plan whether they were to use a tomahawk or a thumber. I'm mind blown. Mind blown, man. Yeah. You're killing me. Subheading. The side title for the show is the unbelievable science and progress of how do you know? And there you go. There it is. That is a prime example right there. <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah. This golf one hundred one, but uh, you just got like the four hundred level of it. Yeah, that, this yeah. is like this is like grad level classes of disc golf. Right? I didn't know nothing about it. Never See, played. I started at grad level. I didn't get any beginner training. No, no back knowledge. He came in watching YouTubes and watching Kane. Well, that was just like me. I started with someone that had been playing for 10 years and then got in it with all the people in the area that were actually playing at the pro and advanced level already. And I played with them until I got good enough to compete with them. Yeah, In my opinion, playing with better people, you learn more than you would just like playing with people that also don't know what... Yeah. yeah, there are professional disc golf players here in Columbus. Like, here. Oh, yeah, we have this one guy, Clayton Nash, that uh, lives here in town. He's been playing for forever. He has discs that he's had for over 15 years. That's what's like, insane to me. That's he, what. How, how can you even. Be pro. Come? I remember when yeah. the sport happened. Yeah. I remember when it didn't exist. Yeah. I remember when it was born. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I didn't think it, I thought it was always just going to be like leisure. Yeah, just, no, you know? they, no, they no, actually no. have world championship and U.S. championship tournaments watch, every year. I watched a disc golf tournament on uh, ESPN, one of the one of the smaller ESPNs. They yeah. were covering a disc golf tournament. <laughs> I've never seen that on ESPN. I've seen Cornhole on there before. Yeah, yeah they've actually, on the Sports Center top team, yeah. they've had a few disc golf shots here and there. So, I mean, it's not as big as baseball so or football yet, yeah, but man. I feel like maybe play, one day you know, we'll see more. I play out in the woods for fun, you know, man. I like to. Yeah. 
get out there and hang well, out. It'd be wild. Just one day, just sitting down watching ESPN, you're going to see Kane up there making like the number two shot <laughs> on yeah. ESPN. Like, <laughs> Sponsors on. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I'd ever be good enough to compete with those guys. There are people <laughs> out there that throw 200, 300 feet further than me on my best day. Yeah. So, and they're on a whole other level. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, there's 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 leisure. That's where we are, you know. Yeah. Below leisure. Let's go below leisure for yeah. us. And then you got player. You got leisure players. Mm-hmm. And then you got. It's like this whole shift. It goes. We, we from have a leisure, hierarchy. We're, yeah. Yeah, and then it goes to fucking balls out, mm-hmm. and you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the, I think it starts with a bag. It does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the distance record with one of those discs by one of those pros is 1,018 feet. Can you imagine like, throwing a piece of plastic fucking 1,000 feet? I can imagine throwing myself, throwing myself, <laughs> I can imagine throwing a piece of plastic 100 feet because that's about how far mine goes, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I get, I get a good 150, 200, 200 on a good day, yeah. you know, wind's just right. Yeah, and, yeah. that's yeah. what I'm saying, it's I like, mean, so you times it my stuff by 10? Two, two. You said a thousand. Yeah. No, 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 that's that's, that's what the that's pros what the do. record is. That's what the furthest. Yeah, that's what I can't. Yeah. No. Hell no, I can't even. No, that's like three football fields. Like you yeah. can't even see it no more. It's I mean, that, my furthest after playing for almost ten years at this point was about four hundred and thirty feet. So I'm still not even grazing what these guys are doing. Yeah, it's it blows my mind. But it's the technique, though. Yeah, it's all like, your technique. It's not even Once I learned, force. like, there was a little bit of twist and yeah. a little finesse, like, my distance increased. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm one of the smaller guys here in town that plays. I'm, I'm never going to be just a hulking guy that can just go out and just muscle through something like that. But if you put the right spin on it, it'll go for days. I just wonder what Do you it would think be like that size get. and strength means a lot when it comes to throwing a disc? I don't. No, it would, when, when it comes to a disc, it's all in technique. It's finesse. Yep. And if you can pull it through on a straight line, because yeah. the straighter your line is, the, the more that disc is going to. It's like want bowlers. To yeah. You know, I'm a wide dude. I used to try and pull it across my chest like small folks yeah. do. But Cole, he told me, he's like, how about you hold it out? from you and bring it where in where you can pull a straighter line and then you'll get a better flight since he's told me that dude cause you know I'm wide I'm, yeah. I'm a big dude so I gotta hold out wide to get a straight line like if I hold it in straight I'm going over curves and valleys and mm-hmm. all kinds of shit so if I hold it out wide from me and then pull through it's way straighter yeah. and I get a way better throw now that I'm holding your, it out your throws have improved by five ten times since you started doing that that's, that's when I got to throwing consecutively into the single digits was when I started holding the disc back here versus because when I'm holding it back here I'm already at a curve yeah so I was throwing I was disadvantaging myself by trying to do it like skinny folks I throw like this. Yeah, See, I'm a, I'm a backhander. I, I can't forehand for nothing. I, I do a lot of forehand, and I, I, I actually only backhand when I have to. If it's an open, I field, backhand I on my putts. Forehand. Yeah, I backhand for putts and everything. But when it comes to my drives, my long distance, I'm always going to throw forehand. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that comes from me being a baseball player. That's where it came from for me. I mean, I, I did a little. Kind of feels like sidearm. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Like I did a little bit of pitching, so for me, learning that forehand shot was going with something I already knew with mm-hmm. the sidearm pitching. When I started, I approached it like throwing frisbees. Yeah. Like throwing a frisbee at a, a person, I, I pictured the basket was a person yeah. trying to hit him in the chest. Trying to hit him in the chest, and that is not the way to play this golf. No, it's not. That's the way I think I would play right disc. now. Completely different disc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ain't yeah, never played. I, I think that's the way everyone starts out. It's like, oh, this is a frisbee. It looks just like a frisbee, but the more you play, the more you realize it is not at all. I a even frisbee. when I when I first started playing, I had a frisbee that was. Also a semi-approach disc mm. that I would throw. I'm like, I'm going to be good with this. I know how to throw this. Not at all, huh? No. God, no. It was terrible. I, dude, 24 plus to higher back in the day. Cool. Yeah, I've been there. No, no man. It's I'm still, I can have a bad day and still be there. I gotta have a good day and be there sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just depending on the... I'm not above it. Extenuating <laughs> circumstances. Yeah. That's right.
All right, Big John, man. Thank you so much for having us here at the studio, man. Dude, I'm glad y'all had me in any time. Just hit me up. I'm willing to be back anytime, man. I, I'm pretty much free. A yeah, lot. brother. I appreciate the uh, the radio shout out as well. Oh brother. yeah. Well, all right, guys. Um, till we get up again. This has been another episode of Port Sauce. Peace out. Later, homies. Go get your hoodie hoos. <laughs> Oh, it's a mystery to me We have agreed to which we have agreed And you think you have to own more than you need Until you have it all won't be free or society you're a crazy breed I hope you're not lonely without me when you own more than you have you think you need When you think more than you want, your thoughts begin to bleed. I think I need to find a bigger space. Because when you have more than you think, you need more space. Society. You're a crazy breed I hope you're not lonely Without me Oh society Crazy indeed I hope you're not lonely Without me is more But if less is more well who's keeping score It means for every point you make your level drops It's kind of like you're starting from the top And you can't do that Society, oh, you're a crazy breed. I hope you're not lonely without me. Society, crazy indeed. I hope you're not lonely without me. Society, have mercy on me. I hope you're not angry if I disagree. Society, crazy indeed. I hope you're not lonely. Without me
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.